It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse's route of Connecticut and a look ahead to Purdue. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today's former Syracuse and NFL linebacker, Rich Scanlon. Rich, appreciate you coming back on the program. How are you today? Thanks for having me, Wes. I'm feeling good coming off another SU win. 2-0 feels great. It absolutely feels great, Rich, and we'll get you started on this one. Syracuse routed Connecticut 48-14 to over the weekend to improve to 2-0 for the first time since 2018. There's a lot of optimism around this year's team. What do you think so far? Um, from what I've seen, I've just seen a ton of consistency, which is good to see. I mean, that historically has been, I mean, I've been a fan and a player, and that's always been a problem when I was a player and both a fan is being consistent week in and week out. I think through the first two weeks, I mean, they've been rock solid, you know, won a very good game at home against a quality opponent and then did what they had to do in Connecticut um, against the team. Quite frankly, they should have done what they did. So, you know, just feeling real good about the consistency of the team. Energy seems good. I think the new coaches they brought in, you know, are doing the right things. So credit to Dino on that. And, uh, yeah, man, it just it just – it feels good when they win. You know, that's all I want. I just want to show up to a bowl game as a fan. That's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's obviously a great goal, Rich. And you were an all Big East linebacker at Syracuse, and you played in the NFL for five seasons. You obviously know what a good defense looks like. Syracuse has only allowed 21 points through two games. What do you think of the defense so far? So I've always been excited about the defense, and this year even more so. I felt the past few years, you know, the defense has done a pretty solid job. Um you know, they've been put in some tough spots historically. They put a bunch of guys, you know, in the NFL, you know, the past few years, guys that are on rosters. So, you know, I've always been proud of the way the defense has been playing. But this year, I mean, it looks like that all of the units are playing with a lot more cohesion and it's and it's feeding the defense a little bit, which is awesome to see. I know they got a lot of leadership uh, on the team, um, on, the, on the defensive side of the ball and a bunch of young guys too. So, you know, I'm just excited to see the defense run around, fly around, and uh, you know they're doing what they're you know supposed to do, and it's just an exciting time. You mentioned leadership on defense. I think that starts with linebackers Marlo Wax and Michael Jones. As I mentioned, you played half a decade in the NFL. Do they look like NFL linebackers to you? You know, honestly, I think they do. I think um, you know Jones has great instincts, always around the ball, plays with a lot of energy. Um, you know. In the NFL, if you're playing a linebacker, you really got to do two things. You got to make sure you can tackle, um, actually three things, blitz and cover. And he's shown a propensity to do those things. Um, you know, Wax is an exciting player. He's a young player. I think he's, what is he, like, is he a freshman or sophomore? Uh, Third-year sophomore. He's a sophomore. Okay, wow. Okay, awesome. You know, and I think, you know, the past few years we've had good linebackers. And I think Jones... I mean, I know there was talk of him potentially coming out last year. I think he made the right move staying, you know, staying in school, and I think it's paid off for the first few games. You know, he's a captain on the team, you know, well-deserved. So it's just fun to watch those guys play. I mean, we're only two games in. I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too hyped, but I'm, I'm very, very optimistic. I think the schedule looks good. Um, you know, it's playing out nicely for them, and uh, yeah. I mean, I think they got a couple big wins this, you know, for the first two games, and uh, you know, next week is going to be going to be a big game. I know Purdue has, 
you know, hung around in a few games. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be a great test again to see, you know, once again, a validation of going in the right direction. Rich, we've been talking all defense with you. Let's talk a little offense. It looks like night and day, especially when you look at Garrett Schrader. What's the biggest difference you're seeing from last year to this year? So a couple things. So obviously, I think a big thing that's probably underrated is that, you know, the team has kind of been his through a full, full year. Um, you know, last year, you know, there was a lot of back and forth, um, you know, kind of splitting time, you know, the controversy with the other quarterback. I, I think he just wasn't comfortable, but having a full year, I think has been helpful in the program. It's helped his confidence. You know, obviously the new OC and the offensive coaches that we brought in, I think have made a difference as well. I think the play calling has been really, really good, putting him in good spots. So to me, like those are the, and I think he worked his ass off, you know, in the off season, you know, on throwing, on accuracy. I mean, he could always run around and make plays. Um, but I think time in the system, confidence that it's his team now, and obviously I think the new coaching staff has, has done a great job calling a good game, you know, around him. Um, and for him, I think those those three things to me kind of stand out the most is why, you know, he's been able to uh, to take some steps here you know, in the first two games of the season. And Rich, we'll get you out of here on this one. There are 10 games left in the season. How do you see the season playing out? You know, based on, I mean, looking at the schedule, I, they have an opportunity to be in every game. You know, I think the ACC is looking a little bit, like, strong. They have a little bit more depth this year. So, you know, right now I think they got, what, you know, two like three games four games against ranked opponents um you know i think they can be in every single one of those games you know clemson is clemson but the offense does not look great um you know obviously pitt had a tough game against tennessee this past weekend nc state you know has had their struggles um you know wake looks pretty good um you know, obviously Florida State, TBD, but I mean, looking at their schedule, they have a bunch of games. You know, like they can be competitive in every single game. And my hope is, you know, this team is is starting to demonstrate that, you know, it'll go our way more often than not. So I'm I'm pretty excited about you know the schedule that, that we have ahead and the opportunity we have if they keep playing the way they're playing. Um, obviously, it's tough to sustain, you know, over a full season, but uh, but again, looking at the schedule. You know, I on how they've played the first two games, I can see them being in every single game, which is exciting because I don't know if I could have said that, you know, after two games in, you know, um, you know, for the past few years. So I think that's the most exciting part to me is like, you know, they're they got a good shot to be in all these games. Rich, thanks so much for coming back on the program again. Former Syracuse and NFL linebacker Rich Scanlon. Rich, appreciate the time as always. Love the insight. Enjoy the college football season. We'll speak with you soon. All right. Thanks, Wes. Go Cuse. <laughs> Always love having Rich Scanlon on the program, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, Syracuse was dominant in all three phases of the game in a 48-14 win over UConn on Saturday. They cleaned up the penalties. They walked away from the game without any injuries. I'd say that's a pretty good day for the Orange. What did you take away from this game? Wes, I'll tell you, I'm still pinching myself watching this team after two games. Because think about the last couple of seasons, how disappointed we've been with the offensive performance and not being able to have a passing game and score enough points to win games and make bowl appearances. But wow, after two games so far this season, you're watching this team and going, is this the Syracuse football program I'm used to seeing in the past? And it certainly is not. 
what a performance in scoring on the first seven possessions in the route of Connecticut last week. And it's almost like, Wes, the Orange is the new fast again. (laughs) Maybe not quite there at that level, but certainly so productive and efficient in offensive possessions and scoring points. I guess about the only negative thing I would say about the win was let's be careful and not overuse Sean Tucker this season. He's a marked man by opposing defenses and with good reason. He had 31 touches in the win over Connecticut. He was the leading pass receiver in the game and, of course, the leading rusher. Really would like to see the offense be a little bit more diverse, and that means the wide receivers need to step up. And I think they can. I think they're getting better as each game progresses in the season. So let's look to Devon Cooper, Courtney Jackson, Aronde Gatson Jr., and certainly Damian Alford to really start to break out and team up with Garrett Trader to really get that passing attack in gear. And by doing so, that's certainly going to open up more opportunities in the rush game for Sean Tucker. But after two games, you can't ask for any better. A 2-0 and record, dominating performances, uh, both offensively and defensively, just giving up a few select key plays in the first two victories. And really love how special teams has turned it around after the first two weeks. Both the kickoff team, the kickoff return team, punting, punt coverage, Andre Schmidt, kicking the ball through the uprights. There's just so much to love as Syracuse goes into its next biggest game of the season, Saturday against Purdue in the Dome. Brad, let's talk about Purdue then. It seems like Saturday will be a good bellwether for the Orange against a Big Ten opponent. Do you see Syracuse winning and improving to 3-0? and Well, before the season, I marked this as the first loss, but I'm certainly probably going to ponder changing my mind uh, as this week goes into the game on Saturday afternoon in the Dome. This is going to be a big test for the defensive secondary and the linebackers because Purdue is such a pass-heavy team after its first two games, a loss to Penn State and a blowout against FCS member Indiana State. And what a prolific combination they have in quarterback Aiden O'Connell and wide receiver Charlie Jones. Not only are they boyhood friends going back to growing up together and playing youth football in the North Chicago suburbs, but they're one of the most dynamic pass-catch duos in the country so far as Jones came over transferring from Iowa during the offseason. He he has just been spectacular, as has O'Connell in passing uh, so far for the Boilermakers. Jones with 21 catches, 286 yards, and four touchdowns, and O'Connell winging the football for over 200 yards plus in the first two games. Hope there's going to be a big crowd to be that 12th man for Syracuse because they're really going to need it to try to keep O'Connell off. He's really poised. He's a veteran player. Not much really rattles him. So hopefully a big crowd will be on hand to welcome the Orange back and uh, be that, again, 12th man advantage. Purdue also going into this game minus a key player, kind of a rover position, Jalen Graham, linebacker type of defensive safety player, defensive back player. So hopefully that will be to Syracuse's advantage as well. But, When I look at this, Syracuse just has to keep on doing what they've been doing and then take the next step. Look for a big game from Schrader in directing the offense and, again, look for a a big defensive performance. And this one may come down to special teams, as we've alluded to, in the improved play in that unit. And really going to be a close game, but I think Syracuse has enough to pull this out and get off to a 3-0 start for the first time since 2018. The other interesting note – Purdue comes in with one vote in the AP poll, 
Syracuse seven votes in the coaches poll. And what's interesting about that is three of the coaches that vote on that are Dino Babers himself each week, Scott Satterfield of Louisville, and Jim Moore of Connecticut, the first two Syracuse opponents that they beat this season. So very interesting. I think it's a very close matchup, but I think playing at home will give Syracuse the advantage. The Orange go to 3-0 and and pull this one out by under a touchdown margin. And Brad, we're anything about show your closing thoughts. Any day this week, Wes, the ACC is going to announce the 2022-23 basketball schedule. And I have one kind of preview that I think is definitely going to happen when that schedule is announced. Syracuse has been sitting on an open date, December 3rd, a Saturday, uh, since the other games in the non-conference schedule have been announced, along with Illinois and the Big Ten ACC Challenge. And I think you're going to see Syracuse get an early ACC road game on Saturday, December 3rd, with that open date, just as they did last season when they started off conference play at Florida State. So that's going to make for a very interesting uh, November because November 19th, the football teams at Wake Forest, Syracuse basketball hosts Northeastern. On the 26th, Syracuse ends the regular season in football at Boston College. The basketball team hosts, hosts Bryant. And then, as I mentioned, on December 3rd, I think you're going to see an ACC road basketball game. December 3rd also happens to be the date of the ACC football championship game, Wes. I'm not jumping that far ahead at this point, but wouldn't that be something if both teams are also playing on December 3rd? Brad, my closing thoughts are on Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Allen threw for 297 yards and three touchdowns as the Bills took down the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams in the first game of the 2022 NFL season. Syracuse connection, Allen was offered only one scholarship by Wyoming in 2014. That scholarship only became available when Wyoming's top quarterback recruit, a guy by the name of Eric Dungy, ended up committing to Syracuse. I'd say that worked out pretty well for both Syracuse and Wyoming. Dungy went on to become one of the best quarterbacks in Syracuse history, and Allen looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in a city about 90 miles west of Syracuse. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that last week I lost my temper in karate class. I'm not doing that again until I get a black belt because I can tell you there's a difference between taking karate and receiving karate. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 